Jordan Clarkson ends the triple-double drought finally, and four Cs have turned the Utah Jazz season completely around in stunning fashion. It's all next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Today, we talk about Jordan Clarkson ending the drought that is the Utah Jazz triple-double streak, curse, whatever you want to call it, finally coming to an end in a fabulous environment. And the four C's that have changed the Utah Jazz season, confidence, cohesion, collective, connected. We'll talk about all those here from Will Hardy on it as well and run through what has possibly happened with the Utah Jazz. It's stunning. This team has won... Five of six, eight of 11, seven of eight at home. This is the same team that lost to Dallas by 50, the Lakers by 30, and in Portland by like 20. This is stunning. There were moments this year where we were the worst team in the NBA. And now all of a sudden, they're good. How does that happen? And what has changed with the Utah Jazz? We're touching on all of it. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz. It's your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen. Thank you to the everydayers that are out there that join us each and every day. Love it when I'm in the arena and one of you says, hey, Lock, everydayer. Try to stop, say hi every time. Don't always get to, but try to. Um TV last night. I didn't, for example, running from TV to radio and had literally 45 seconds to get from one to the other. Um, but do appreciate that very much. We are free and available on all podcasting apps and we're on YouTube. Please subscribe, follow. It's all free. And then on YouTube, hit the bell button so you're notified whenever we drop an episode. Today's show is brought to you in part by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for your first deposit match up to $100. It's over. We finally have a triple double in Utah. I actually thought for a long time that I had called the last triple double in Seattle, but actually that wasn't true. I was I was back um in Salt Lake by that point, calling, uh, doing pre and halftime post game shows. Hot Rod Hundley was the announcer the last time the Utah Jazz had a triple double. Ron Boone was on the call, of course, but Hot Rod Hundley was the announcer the last time. Uh, Flo Rida had the like number one song. Kevin Durant played for the Seattle Supersonics in that game as a rookie. Uh, the Jazz started Darren Williams, Ronnie Brewer, Andre Karolinko, Carlos Boozer, and Mehmet Okor with Jerry Sloan as your head coach. Incredible. It was certainly fun last night. Will said it well, like, hey, I'm a part of the Utah Jazz. Uh, I got We got to get it done. Uh, I understood the importance. I certainly didn't want anyone getting hurt, but I understood what was going on, and it finally came to an end. And it's, as everyone has said, it's super appropriate that Jordan Clarkson was the one that ended the triple-double drought. Um, longest tenured, kind of probably been through the most, become kind of, you know, the personality of the organization it's very important to Ryan Smith and this ownership group. So awful, awfully great um, that he uh, got to do that. The bigger picture to me is what has possibly happened here. This basketball team was not good. Like, let's just be really clear about it. 
there was a stretch there where I thought we were every bit the San Antonio Spurs, the Detroit Pistons, the Washington Wizards, and the Charlotte Hornets. And I don't think I was wrong. Like, you'd run the numbers. We were 27th offensively and 27th defensively. You'd run the what, what our SRS is on basketball reference, and we were 27th in the league. You'd run everything, and it all – I mean, it just, we're our point guards were the two worst pick-and-roll point guards in the NBA. Our offense was 30th in half-court offense and 30th in half-court defense. Like, it was brutal. And on November 22nd, Will Hardy put a line in the sand. And basically said, if you don't give a beep about the Utah Jazz, then and you, if you don't give a beep about the Utah Jazz, then you don't play for the Utah Jazz. And if you don't pass and you don't play hard, you don't play. Pre-game in reverse order. He did one pre-game and one post-game. We, we lose the game by 20 in Portland. The night before, we'd lost by 30 in LA. A week before that, we'd lost by 20. We, we, since then, we've lost by 50 to Dallas. We had some injuries, but we still, like... We're getting run. We lost by 14 in Memphis. We lost by 14 against the Clippers. We we got whitewashed by Oklahoma City. Like, we were getting run. And we might get run this week, by the way. Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, road trip. Okay, like, there might be a point here where, like, you know, we could still get run. I'm not saying it's not going to happen again. And since then, we've won 8 of 11 Five of six and seven of eight at home. The seven of eight at home is super interesting. The altitude is such an advantage. We really may never be able to lose a lot at home. Um, And we play well here and the crowd's awesome and the environment's incredible. Like that just might be a signature. Um, The eight of 11, I I just didn't see coming. I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't see it coming at all. Um, And I'm so impressed. At that moment, the storylines on the team were that nobody had stepped forward, that Simone might have been the one guy who had stepped forward. Since then, Walker stepped forward. Colin has stepped forward. Chris Dunn is playing better than Chris Dunn. Everyone wanted Chris Dunn to start. Chris Dunn didn't play well. He didn't come out of camp well. He, I thought Will Hardy said, well, he pressed. He just pressed. He pushed too hard. Then he kind of relaxed and played. Um, Colin's been amazing. Walker's been great. Lowry's Lowry. Jordan comes back out of the injury on the bench and if everyone else is good, then Jordan can have these kind of variable nights that are Jordan Clarkson. And it doesn't destroy us. It's crazy to watch right now. We are four and 11. We're now 15 and 19. So if you take it back to the line in the sand Portland game, we're 11 and eight since that game. I do think there's something here where the schedule got reasonable, not soft, reasonable and gave the jazz some confidence. I've always believed in this. If you actually have listened to me over the 15, 20 years I've done this, one of the things I always look at when a season starts is do you have a confident stretch? Do you have a stretch of a season where you can get like four out of five because the schedule makers gave it to you and you believe? We didn't, we we, we had a stretch and we actually didn't take full advantage of it where we got New York at home, but that that's a good win. New York's good beat Portland on the road, lost to Sacramento, beat the Nets, the Nets at home, good win, lost to a shortened Cavalier team, then got the little bit of the schedule that you wanted. We got Detroit, Toronto, and San Antonio. Detroit and San Antonio are terrible, and Toronto was a mess on the road. Like, But 
We actually walked into it having won three of our last five, and then that schedule came, and now suddenly we won a 5-8, and now the guys believe. So there's a level of confidence. The second one on this is I asked Will Hardy. So let's go to that. Let's go to what Will Hardy has said, and we'll build off that. Hopefully this works. I've had moderate to no success sharing screens and making it work um, this year on this broadcast, but let's try it and see if you get the audio and see if it works. Um, um, let's see. Um, I think this will hopefully work and we shall see whether you're getting this or not. Um, but we will try Will Hardy. I asked Will Hardy post game or pre game the other night. What was in his mind, if he get were to get asked, why the Jazz are better, what would he say? Um, I mean, I think we just have – we have way more connectivity as a team right now. Um, I think everybody sort of settled into their roles. I think early in the season it felt like we were clunky in a lot of ways, and I think that part of that was – people trying to maybe do more than they need to. I think I've said this to you guys a bunch. I don't think it comes from a bad place. I think it's guys that are competitive and, um, you know, they're the best basketball players in the world and they're all think they can help and save us at times. And I think everybody sort of settled into how they fit together. Um, our effort on the defensive end has been significantly better in the last month compared to the first call it month and a half of the year. Um, and then I really do think that our ball movement has just sort of changed the whole vibe around the team. Everybody feels involved in the game because they get to touch the ball. Um, we're not as stagnant offensively. I think that um, the team feels a little bit freed up on that end of the floor. And I think it just allows people to really feel like they're a part of the game. And then with that, you know, the energy sort of builds and everybody plays a little bit harder. Um you know, those are the things that stand out to me. I mean, there's little technical things for sure that we've cleaned up, but um, the atmosphere and sort of the vibe of the team is way different than it was at the beginning. So that's Will Hardy. Sorry for the feedback in there. I really could not tell what was working, what's not. Um, that was Will Hardy in regards to, you know, what makes this team look different. To me, it's four C's, and we're going to dig into those four C's as we continue. Those four C's are confidence which we touched on cohesive, which he touched on collective and connected. And it has to do with a bunch of players stepping forward. We're touching on all those as we continue here on today's edition of locked on jazz. We're just getting started. The jazz have won five of six, eight of 11 and seven of eight at home. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross and in Logan. The Murdoch family's been in Utah for over 80 years. Chevy is Americana, and Murdoch Chevy's got it all for you. Start it with the Silverado and the Colorado trucks. There's nobody better on the truck line than what's going on with Murdoch Chevy and the 2004 Silverado truck 1500 crew cab. Right now is at $2,500 cash allowance back or 1.9% APR, which are great rates on the gorgeous 2024 Chevy Silverado 1500 crew cab. Plus, 
The SUV lineup is terrific. It kicks off with the Suburban and the Tahoe, but the Equinox has a $1,000 cash back for you, and the Blazer and the Trailblazer, a beautiful lineup of cars over at Chevy. And the Murdoch family, over 80 years of making sure that Utah is served correctly with no regrets. So make sure you take advantage of all of that over at Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross and in Logan. If you're going to stop by, feel free to reach out to me, and we will set you up. Uh, with a VIP meeting that you deserve as a locked-on everydayer. Today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel giving you the locked-on disc start for the new customers. Get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 bet in bonus bets. Win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways. Live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay with a parlay hub, the best way to find popular plays, parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official partner of LockedOn. FanDuel is also the official sports book of the LockedOn Podcast Network. We thank FanDuel for all their support and being our official sports book. By the way, tonight, they suggested popular same gay parlay. Tobias Harris plus 15, Kobe White plus 20, DeMar DeRozan plus 25, and Joel Embiid to score 30. He is just on another planet. 76ers are 10 and a half point favorite in that one. Great game tonight. Boston's at Oklahoma City. Boston is a four point favorite at OKC. An interesting game tonight. Two teams that are scuffling a little bit. Orlando is at Golden State. Golden State is a three point favorite in that one. That's all at fanduel.com slash locked on. All right, so the Jazz have won five of six, eight of 11, seven of eight at home. Pretty awesome. Uh, Tickets are available, by the way. They're home against Detroit if you have not come out to see this team, and holiday packs are still on sale right now. Uh, By the way, Locked On has launched the first ever 24-7 National Sports Channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. Check it out. Subscribe. Follow it. Catch all the latest news. Today. Mondays are great. Mondays and Tuesdays are early in the week. All the big news of the week. You'll get, hopefully, get your Locked On Huskies show. You'll get your Locked On Michigan show to break down their wins. You'll get the various things going on in the NBA as well. Um, I don't know if Jordan Clarkson's triple-double cr- creates as a national story the way it does for us, but um, all there for you uh, on uh, the bra- on Locked On Sports today. It's also on Amazon Fire, by the way, if you have an Amazon Fire stick. Um, it's up and available for you there, so grab it. All right, so the confidence I talked about. I thought the schedule got reasonable, but frankly, the schedule got reasonable earlier this year when we played Chicago and lost by 17, Indiana lost by 16, and then played Memphis and Portland back-to-back and got wins. Like, we just didn't piece that together. We had chances earlier this year to do this and didn't piece it together. We played Portland or New Orleans, New Orleans at home, Memphis, Like there were other chances this year for us to kind of have a little run and didn't do it. So confidence, once you start winning, starts to play better. That ball movement, 37 assists last night. The cohesion is the ball movement togetherness, but I also think there's something that happened with the zone defense. When the Jazz started to play zone, something in just the overall defensive energy changed. This kind of collectiveness of what had to take place for the zone to be successful. Um, And 
you know, Jason Kidd last night said, we just couldn't get a rhythm. I give Utah credit, the zone, the boxing one, the different defenses they played tonight. We all knew what was coming. We just didn't execute or capitalize on it. Now that's particularly interesting because Dallas had faced the least amount of zone of any team in the NBA. They'd only faced 0.5% of their possessions, only 35 possessions all year had they seen in zone. And so they may have prepared for it. They just clearly weren't comfortable against it. And the Jazz were the first team to really play any zone against them at all this year. I believe the, the Jazz played zone in 52 possessions last night, um, if, if I have it right. or That might be points scored against the zone. But the, the defensive number last night against the zone was .67. Um, the zone was incredible last night. The box had won and the zone absolutely stymied. Um, Everything that was going on uh, with Dallas and causing problems. So the zone, Will Hardy's believed this whole time. If we're going to build a championship team, you, you have to have versatility. Yesterday, he actually was talking about this. You just can't throw a fastball all the time. There's very few teams out there that can just throw a fastball every single time. We have to be able to change that. We have to change our looks and who we are and what we do. And defensively, the Jazz are doing that. So last night, it looks to me as though the Jazz played about 45. They allowed, I think this is points allowed, actually. Uh, nope, this is clips. So um, it, the Jazz have about 45 possessions in half court last night against in the man and about 52 in the zone. So they split time last night in the zone against a team that just literally had not seen zone. No one dared to play zone against Dallas all season long. They were the worst zone team in the league coming in, but they'd only seen it for like 32 possessions. So really interesting. I think that has added a, a little bit of cohesion and collectiveness defensively has been this changing up of defenses and playing in the system and making them focus and staying on that. And we just don't have very good one-on-one -on -one defenders, frankly. It's also kept Walker Kessler by the rim. Now in the box and one talking to Walker about, it, he's like, I got to get out to that corner a lot. And actually, interestingly enough, last night, Dallas was 0 for 8 shooting or 0 for 7. I think it was shooting threes when Walker was the closest defender. So Walker going out on a three point shooter is actually a pretty interesting kind of, aspect of things it's it's not it's not a bad deal for the jazz um last night walker they were six of 11 when walker was at the rim last night in the last 10 games walker's become one of the best rim defender is the best rim defender in the nba in the last 10 games walker's defending seven shots a night within six feet and teams are shooting 19 percentage points below league average that's the best of anyone who defends at least five shots a game if you take the players that defend five shots a game or more, deciding that that's actually, you know, you, you can go decide. That's 91 players. Seems like that's an adequate amount. Um, actually, I think I did six. Um, yeah, well, oh, no, five, five a game. Walker's number one at 19.2. Paulo Boncaro is actually second at 18.8, .8, which is really an interesting number. For the season, Walker's now the number one guy in the NBA as well. Oh. Rudy got him last night. Rudy moved ahead of him last night. 14.6 to Rudy Walker, 14.4. So they've been going back and forth. But the zone is allowing Walker to stay close to the room. Nine straight games has Walker had a positive plus minus. And some of the numbers on what Walker's doing are great. Now, he's not starting. He's coming off the bench. And maybe this is getting him into games better. And there's a lot of rotation things that have happened here too, right? Colin Sexton moving into the starting lineup has made us less dependent on Jordan. Jordan was great last night, but Jordan's been all over the map, and Jordan's open to the season was maybe these, one of the single most inefficient players in the NBA. What's always been brilliant about Jordan when he was on this team has been 
that when Jordan goes, we win. And when Jordan doesn't go, then hopefully somebody else picks it up. And when you had Donovan and you had Boyan and you had Mike, but what was happening is we were completely dependent on Jordan. And when we're completely dependent on Jordan, if Jordan didn't go, we didn't win. Well, Jordan doesn't go every night. Like that's just not his game. Like the flamethrower sometimes has fuel and sometimes doesn't. And in wins this year, we're when Jordan in wins, Jordan shooting 47% and 37% from three. In losses, he's shooting 36% and 22% from three. And he's been on the court for nine wins and 15 losses. So what we've now done with Colin Sexton starting and the level of consistency that Colin's playing with and the efficiency that Colin's playing with, Jordan comes off the bench. And now if Jordan gets it rolling, oh, good, then, oh, goodness. Like this is, you go back to the days of Jordan playing under Quinn in, you know, our best years, either 21, 22 or 2021. When Jordan got off, we won. Like you, you didn't lose a game if Jordan was good. And right now, maybe we can rebuild that a little bit. Because that's a better way for the Jazz to play than be relying on Jordan to get going. But if you go back like to when we were under Quinn, when Jordan scored 20, I believe there was a year, I'm kind of doing this off the top of my head, but I believe there was a year Jordan scored 20, 24, we were 19 and 5. Like if Jordan scored, we won. It might have been 18 and 6, right? It's something of that range. But in, in Jordan's off the bench years, if he scored, we won and you we kind of get in that's the way you want to use Jordan Chris Dunn Kelly there's little pockets here that have happened so Chris Dunn and Kelly Olenek's time has increased Chris Dunn has moved in the starting lineup Chris Dunn's strengths are all coming through he's a reluctant shooter He's taken, you know, six threes in four games. Like, he's just not a three-point shooter, which is such a strange thing. He doesn't pass it off by going to the free throw line. He's taking two free throws in five games. Like, he's not scoring double figures. Like, these things are not supposed to work in the modern NBA. But what Chris Dunn has done is created ball movement, created order, created cohesion, created calmness, particularly late in games when he's been on the floor. But even just to try to start games, we have not been a particularly good team starting. But Chris Dunn is positive, or last night he was minus one, but Chris Dunn is positive, or minus one, okay, we'll call that, in six straight. And I think seven of eight. And, you know, he's he's only taking over five shots like once or twice. He gets an occasional little floater in. But he's just calmly getting things done. Ten assists, 13 assists, six assists, three assists, six assists, seven assists, and never more than two turnovers in any of those six games. So you add Chris Dunn and you add Kelly Olenek, and that adds the ball movement that Will Hardy was talking about. You add the cohesion, that's the cohesion. That's the connectedness. That's the Will Hardy saying the vibe of the team has changed because of that. Kelly's fabulous. Kelly's numbers advanced metric-wise don't actually show. You can just see it on the floor. Another six assists last night. Ten the night before that. Six and seven the nights before that. Those two guys, and they're on the floor differently. And the Jazz making some changes where they flash Kelly in the middle of the lane to make plays now at the right times on possessions have altered what the Jazz are doing. So you take those two guys, and that's the cohesion. That's the connectivity. Then you add Colin Sexton's effect, his efficiency and now he's playing hard, and the level that Colin plays that kind of brings everybody else to the table, 
and you're beginning to get the pieces that have changed for the Utah Jazz. Walker's defense is on fire, playing as well as he possibly can. And then you add in the one guy that kind of has amped it up and been better than he was last year, the entire year, in Simone Fontecchio. And we'll dig into Simone a little bit more. Plus, we'll do a Monday trends, even though it's a Tuesday, as we continue here on Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. How fun is Prize Picks? It's your daily fantasy sports made easy. You pick two to six players' projections, more or less, and watch the winnings roll in. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, pros or sharks. You just pick more or less, two or six players' projections, and watch the winnings roll in. You can. Here are some of the reasons why there are special leagues, which can do football, basketball at the same time right now, which is super fun. You can do community picks, which against like comedian Andrew Schultz or other guys like that. And then they have the reboot policy in case guys get hurt. Um, But maybe the most important thing is you just get to show your talent and your ability. And with the promo code locked on NBA, you get your first deposit match up to $100. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of players and stat types. Make prize picks the number one daily fantasy app. And Tuesdays, like today, Taco Tuesday, each Tuesday, prize picks discounts, select player projections up to $25 to provide even more value. That's right, Taco Tuesday today at prize picks. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. It's prize picks. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, Tomorrow, we will start getting ready for Detroit and rolling through the rest of the week. Then we head on the road, Boston Thursday, and Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Brutal French. Simone Fontecchio is good. I said it earlier, kind of earlier this year, that like I want to know who the first team was that called for Simone Fontecchio. Because if you're watching the NBA and you're watching Simone, he's got it all. He's 6'8". He's big. He plays really hard. He can shoot it. He can also, because of his Italian uh, background, he can score and play when he needs to off more than just the shot. He's not a dependent three-point shooter. Last night, he took eight of his 16 shots as threes. It's great. Like, that's perfect. The night before, he took five of nine. The night before, he took two of four. Sure, 50% of his shots are threes. That's exactly what I would want out of my wing guard. But if you close out on him hard, he can actually beat you. He's grabbed 13 rebounds in two games because he's 6'8". He defends well, and he's just tough as hell. Got two steals and a block in each of the last two games. The guy's good. That was the one guy coming out of camp in Hawaii when I asked coaches, is anyone up their game? Is anyone playing better than you anticipated? And he was the one guy that was mentioned. He's made a huge impact on this team. He makes us longer. A big moment in this season is you go back to the Jazz playing New Orleans, which is the day after the line in the sand by Will Hardy, and Will Hardy decides he's going to start Simone Fontecchio to see if his length would do a good job against the uh, Brandon Ingram. And since then, which was 18 games ago, we're 19 games ago, we're 11 and 8. And Simone is averaging 12 points, 
four rebounds, two assists, shooting 45% from the floor and 39% from three. Last night, the Jazz wanted to involve Luka as much defensively as they possibly could. It's something Scott Morrison told us before the game and they told us we frankly had not done very well. And last night they did it really well. And Simone understood it and got the job and getting him in off-ball actions. And Scott Morrison said it well. Luka's not a bad defender. He's a reluctant defender. So in other words, if you go one-on-one on Luka, he's actually going to D up. He's not going to get embarrassed. But you go make him play off-ball, he's liable to point switch and try to get out of it a little bit. And the Jazz took advantage of that a lot early. And Simone set the tone last night with the early action field goals and buckets. That's why I made him the my star on postcast last night and what he's doing. But Simone's good. Simone is shooting it and playing the NBA game and he's comfortable. And the thing on Simone that I just didn't know, frankly, I don't think any of you should have known either. If you go back and look at Simone's season, he plays intermittently until the uh, up to the Golden State game. He's played 16 games. He's shooting 42% from the field. He's shooting 42% from three. He's not playing a lot, but he's shooting 42% from three. In that Golden State game, he hurts his foot. It's the game he actually hits the game winner and everyone kind of goes nuts and And he actually sits out the next four games and he comes back and tries to play through it. Literally had numbness in his foot, didn't feel comfortable. And he shoots 36% and 31% for three for the rest of the year. And I'm like, he's not an NBA player. He can't hit. Well, I didn't know he was injured. We talked to Simone afterwards and the Jazz got the bone spur that was causing the problems on the foot removed after the season, rehabbed it. Then he plays for the Italian team. This is Simone Fontecchio. This is who he is as a player now. Pretty good player. So, hey, we got Detroit on Wednesday. We got to stay focused for that if we're not careful. They're probably playing with a little momentum. They got beat last night by Houston as the Thompson Twins played each other for the first time. And then we got Murderers Row, right? Then we play the four, arguably the four of the five best teams in the NBA. Um, After that, we play Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Denver in four straight games. And then I think we have Oklahoma City, Lakers, Golden State, bunch of teams mixed into that after that. So, you know, are we going to win five of our next six, eight of our next 11 or seven or eight X at home? I I, I don't think so. Um, do I think we're making a run for the plan? I don't think so, but I will say it's like on the table for the first time as like, what's going on? Uh, the last 15 games were about, um, I think we're, we're about last 10 games. I think we're about 12th offensively and 12th defensively. Well, that, that'll, that would get it done. Now, again, the schedule has been, a little bit more forgiving in that stretch. And we've been good at home. Um, but on the other end, by the way, December was brutal. If I have December right, we we never played back-to-back home games in the entire month of December. That's where you get fresh and you have energy and you feel good is when you play back-to-back home games. That was our first back-to-back home game since November 28th. That's a pretty brutal stretch. And now we have a weird one where we go on six-game trip and six-game homestand. That's actually way easier. We go play a three-game road trip, six-game homestand, six-game road trip. Fine. Like that, actually, you just do it. But what we were just doing was brutal. Um, the let's run through our trends. Um. The last, here's the Jazz, by the way. The last 10 games were the 14th ranked offensive team and were the eighth ranked defensive team after last night. That's pretty crazy. Here are the five best offenses in the NBA. Boston, Milwaukee, Clippers, Oklahoma City, 
Pelicans in Atlanta are the six offensive best teams. Charlotte, Memphis, San Antonio, Detroit, Orlando, and the Lakers are the teams they're struggling to score. 70 best defensive teams are 76ers, Pelicans, Nuggets, Thunder, and Timberwolves. Pelicans, both top five, and Celtics. So top six offensive teams in the last 10 games are Boston, Milwaukee, Clippers, Thunder, Pelicans, Hawks. Top six defensive teams are 76ers, Pelicans, Nuggets, Thunder, Wolves, Celtics. Teams not defending Detroit, Charlotte, Brooklyn, San Antonio, Atlanta, and New York. Overall in the last 10 games, Boston's won 76ers, two, Pelicans, three, Thunder, four, Milwaukee, five, Denver, six. So the five of the six hottest teams we play or we play here in the next two weeks. We're eighth. In the top last 10 games, we're the eighth best team in the NBA. Uh, Portland, Washington, Brooklyn, Memphis, San Antonio, Detroit, and Charlotte are the teams that are uh, struggling the most in the NBA. Portland, Washington, Brooklyn, Memphis, San Antonio, Detroit, Charlotte. No surprises, really there. The Lakers are 23rd. Dallas is 22nd, interestingly, in the last 10. Dallas is not, December was not that good to Dallas. Dallas might be a little concerned. All right, those are the trends through the last two weeks, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, Last two weeks offensively, Boston, Oklahoma City, Indiana, Milwaukee, Golden State, Houston. We are 10th. Those are the best offensive teams. Best defensive teams, Denver, Chicago, Utah. Utah, 4th. Denver, Chicago, New Orleans, Utah, Philadelphia, Oklahoma City. And point differential, Boston, Oklahoma City, Denver, Indiana, New Orleans, Utah. Sixth best team in the league, point differential-wise, in the last two weeks. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Take that in your pipe and smoke it and have fun with it today. Thanks so much for tuning in to Locked on Jazz. We now send you the first ever 24-7 national sports stream, courtesy of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Locked On Sports Today.